0: Welcome back to the Deep Snee Podcast. This is episode three, and we're going to call it Maccas2 Software Dev, Hospitality Builds Character. So this episode will be about my career progression, I guess, where I've worked, lessons I've learned at each place, and some hot tips that I can provide with my experience. Before we get into it, I do just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who gave me feedback for last episode. The feedback that my IRL friends provided was a bit different to my non-IRL friends. So my IRL friends, because I know me in real life and how I talk, by the way, I don't actually talk like this in real life. I talk, hmm more aggressively if if that's a good way to describe it but my podcast voice is basically a little more polite of my streaming voice uh so yeah my IR fans could tell that my last episode was like more scripted than the second episode i think it was because the topic was more serious so yeah that was the feedback that, that they gave me and i had a feeling as well when i was editing the the video i was like man i don't i don't i don't something's not right something doesn't sound right so i actually re-recorded some parts and just like chucked it back in but hopefully everyone else who's listening didn't notice it too much because the feedback that i got from other people were like sneaky i love your podcast so yeah thank you for those really kind words yeah very interesting to see how different people react i think that was one of the things i was curious about like how other people would react to what i'm saying if that makes sense because in real life i can only talk to x amount of people so i feel like on this podcast i can reach a bigger amount of people so initially before i started this podcast i thought i was really smart and i was going to record the podcast all in one take so that i didn't have to edit obviously that's a really stupid idea i can't record a perfect podcast in one take unless i script everything so i want to scratch that and i'm going to try ramble more to see how it feels maybe it'll be easier to listen to it will be a good practice for me to speak my mind because I feel like I can think really really deep thoughts really really coherently my thoughts are you know well grammared well structured but then when it comes out it's not like that so I feel like this would be good practice so yeah let's see how this one turns out oh also I had uh Doki and mustard ask me what the goal of this podcast is and I feel like I feel like I talked about it a little bit in episode zero but just to reiterate my goal I wanted to be like a friend I wanted to speak about deep topics for the people who don't get to talk about deep things in real life this might be an opportunity for them to listen and to think about it uh, and hopefully they'll feel inspired to share it with The people around them i think i was very lucky to have people in my life that i could ask a lot of questions to and get a lot of good answers to so in a sense i think this is aimed for a younger audience who uh, have a lot of questions about the world and and don't have anyone to ask and don't know where to find the answers to but funnily enough my audience is mostly late 20s to mid 30s so i guess that's my twitch crowd (laughs) Hey, hey hey twitch friends So yeah, I guess that's a little bit of the intro. In the first two episodes, I called it a PSA, but I kind of want to name it differently. So the PSA was meant to be like a random rant or pet peeve or hot tip during the week. Today is a hot off the press, AeroPress. Did you know that Aldi sells really cheap coffee for really cheap? back then i think it was ten dollars for a kilo and you got to choose from like colombian beans ethiopian beans i'm not sure if they raised the price because recently i learned that potatoes are really expensive nowadays because of the flood but yeah that's my hot tip i haven't been using audi coffee beans personally for the last few months just because we got like a industry bean subscription so it's just easy to to not go anywhere and just have the beans come to you but yeah today uh, i want to talk about my career journey and yeah the lessons i've learned i also really want to highlight that i strongly believe that hospitality builds character retail does build character I think hospitality builds it more. In Australia, we are allowed to work from 14 and 9 months. So once I turned 14 and 9 months, I was like, let's go. I want to work. So I applied for Macca's. Oh, by the way, Macca's is McDonald's in Australia. Yeah, so I applied for McDonald's. I'm pretty sure I chose McDonald's over Coles because I wanted to eat like I just wanted to eat food yeah I got the interview I uh, went to the interview I don't remember m- much of it except I was in my school uniform and, and eventually she asked me why do you want to work at McDonald's and I said because I want to make money I actually i can't believe i said that well you're like 15 i guess there's no other way you can answer that question got the job uh and then i started as front of house so that's just like doing everything in front of house taking orders making drinks making mcflurries stuff like that something about me also is that i really 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 like learning i like knowing and learning a lot of things i think they, they could see that so they were like hey do you want to be a barista uh, because i think i feel like that cafe section was just built during my time there can't remember though but yeah so I became a barista i was mostly shifted for barista work uh, after front of house and then eventually i had an interest in the kitchen so then i asked if i could go back and flip burgers so i did get to flip burgers for a bit uh, and then oh they also uh, put the position of party manager on me so what party manager is is you organize kids parties so i would like call parents uh, ask how many kids make the party bags and think of games to play with the kids that was that was pretty fun actually that was pretty fun and throughout all this by the way my pay did not increase through each position i do i guess like they're all sort of the same i wouldn't say it was higher than the other like party manager but anyway so yeah i worked there for a year and a bit and then when it hit year 11 end of year 11 i was like oh i'm gonna leave to focus on high school which was year 12 so i wanted to get uh good marks for my mom that's why i quit to focus i think the good thing about maccas was that i got to eat maccas half price every lunch and it was really fun because everyone was the same age as you the neighborhood that i worked in was pretty okay like there weren't many many crazy customers i definitely i can't rec- recall if i've learned any lessons from maccas just because it was so long ago but i think that was the first time i was exposed to so many different types of people and my first experience providing service to other people as well and i found that i really enjoyed providing a service to people just when they have a good time you have a good time yeah i was oh i got a best smile award because i think at maccas back then they had like awards every week for what you do good at so yeah i got best smile award i'm pretty happy with that (laughs) i don't think i have much more to say about maccas Oh, I think I'm happy that I chose hospitality over retail because in my head, I think retail, you have less exposure to customers. I think retail feels less customer-focused and more just... You go there, you do the job. Hospitality is like teamwork. I feel like retail isn't, there isn't as much teamwork in retail, but maybe I'm wrong. So after I finished high school and then I started uni, it was time to look for a job again. And I'm pretty sure my next job was at at Breadtop. Breadtop was really enjoyable. I think the best thing about Breadtop was that I brought home two huge garbage bags full of bread almost every night because like everyone there has worked there for ages and they don't want the bread and if you guys haven't tried bread top bread bread top bread is really good (laughs) is maybe there's heaps of preservatives but it's just really good bread and like having two full bags of bread for weeks is is you won't get sick of it until much later <laughs> so yeah that was the best part about okay top. i did express interest in working in the back as well because i wanted to learn how how they made the bread maybe some of you guys done this already but for i think bread top and most bread places they just have frozen dough they get frozen dough from the head Head office or whatever of the franchise and then you just uh wake up at like 4 a.m you, you go in and you just like roll the bread uh with the recipe and then you just bake it so yeah i got to. I think i got to do a few shifts of that and it was pretty fun i got to make my favorite bun from breadtop is the twin sausage bun oh i'm getting hungry just thinking about it but i got to make one of those and that was really fun i got to like roll roll it and then i put the cheese and the mayo in the middle and then like put it in the the oven yeah and waking up at 5 a.m was, was quite the experience. Mm. I can't think of anything I've learned particularly from there but one of my goals was to work at a bakery so I feel like I achieved that goal the next job I got after that was a Chinese restaurant in the city got paid nine dollars an hour pretty good but it was like a really really old Chinese restaurant and had two levels and the steps were like really really high and dangerous and there was one time where it was white night in the city and it was so busy we've never been that busy before. most nights it's dead right so this time it was packed and I will I will running up and down those stairs, up and down those stairs. And it was so hot as well. Cause I think white night is usually during summer. I think. Maybe I'm wrong. But yeah, that was an experience. $9 an hour. I should have did like something there. The chef, when we finished up, he would ask me, Oh, hey, do you want anything to take home? And I would say no because it's late. I didn't really want to eat anything. And then I think after a few times of me saying no, the chef was like, Hey, hey, I just wanna tell you, even if you don't want to eat it. It'll be good to bring it home to your family because someone else might want to eat it if you get offered free food you should take it because you never know if someone needs the free food yeah he gave me like some sort of lecture like that and i was like he's right so i ended up getting stuff every night but the thing is my family doesn't eat anything besides their own cooked food and at the time my brothers little brothers didn't really know how to eat other people's food so yeah i read, like, i bought a home and no one ate it and then i think i just ended up having to eat it but it was a good lesson if you're offered something for free you should definitely take it and i think that taught me not to think about myself always but to think about the other people around me and how i can benefit them the next place was at a teppanyaki shop that one so i was forced to wear contact lenses and it was my first time wearing contact lenses ever and i don't know if you guys know much about contact lenses but i, did, I only found out recently but if you get fitted for contact lenses they actually fit really well but back then i just used spec savers and they don't fit your eyes they just buy you whatever cheap brand of disposables they they stock and yeah they weren't comfortable on my eye at all so I kind of didn't like working there one because I wore this really tacky kimono and then I had to wear contacts and I could barely see in those contacts I'm gonna tangent a little bit about my eyes so I have keratoconus on this eye and then this eye is pretty normal so keratoconus basically means that my eyeball is not circle it's like more soccer shaped even though I did get fitted for contact lenses recently My left eye will never fit as well unless I get like specially made contact lenses. And also with the online contact lenses brands like Olens and uh, Harper Christine, I thought that I would be able to wear any contact lenses. So I ordered like $100 worth of contact lenses from uh, them two combined. And guess what? My eyes don't like any of the contact lenses. So i wasted my money and let this be a lesson for everyone else. I know a lot of people around me are able to wear the O-Lens contact lenses, which I'm really jealous. I guess the shape of our eyes are a bit different, but please, make sure if you do wear contact lenses to do your research to make sure that you get fitted contact lenses if you're gonna YOLO and get online ones make sure that they're comfy and please take care of your eyes because you only get one set of eyes for the rest of your life sorry contact tangent <laughs> uh yeah at the Tepeyake place not really much of a standout the customer base was white people wanting to party catch eggs and have eggs thrown at them i had to clean up a lot of egg uh the food was okay Th- that was quite easy there because it's like per table you don't really have to do much you just have to like take orders bring out the food the next place i worked at was a mobile game startup place so that was like my venture into something more uh, along the lines of my career path oh Sorry, by the way, I studied game design in uni, so that's why I kind of like seeked out something IT gaming related so I happened to find this startup and I think I think the job was like IT assistant so I got the job and then I worked for them for a few years I did social media and I was the game master of their game so I gave myself a lot of resources and I tried to run events to give people free stuff because I remember back when I played games there would be this really really awesome game master that ran events and I won those events so much that I got a lot of free stuff in the game they so at the time doing game design I was slightly interested in like the game design world and I was thinking about a career in game design but this company specifically they only made 2D games so I wasn't too interested in the game design process it was one of those micro transaction type games I guess a lesson I learned here is that you can make a lot of money with a shitty mobile game with micro transactions and the reason I say that is because the the, the boss for one of our company did dinners he took us to Vue de Monde and if you're not in Australia Vue de Monde is one of Australia's top restaurants really expensive and it's probably the only time in my life where I'll ever be able to go to Uh so I read the description it's an elegant fine dining restaurant in the Rialto building with tasting menus and sweeping city views yeah so uh, of course I'm very very grateful that the boss was able to take us there it was really it was a good time but it was like a like a five hour session like we had a private room and it was a five hour session i remember the cheese being on a rock but it was so good Um, i don't know why it took so long like i think that they brought out the food really really slowly i mean i'm sure everyone knows that like microtransaction games can make you a lot of money but yeah it's my first time uh, seeing it properly i was working part-time there and then i found another another job so what happened in terms of like korea so high school uni i was just doing hospitality to make money and then after uni finished it was time to think about my life where do i go now so after i graduated i thought about it for a bit I'm pretty sure I did think about it for a bit, but I realized that I don't want a career in game design. One, because I wasn't passionate enough to have a portfolio to be able to find a job in the industry, because the game industry, at least back then, was pretty small. And two, I knew that it wouldn't pay well. And then for some reason, I had this idea in my head like, I really want to work at a cafe. I really want to be a barista. I'm not sure if I got influenced by one of my other friends or if I always had that cafe dream. Like, I I like to believe I always had the cafe dream, but I'm not sure if it was influenced and i'm making it up but yeah i really wanted to be a brewster. i think a lot of people in melbourne or maybe australia in melbourne at least they all they all have this cafe dream uh, a lot of cafes that opened up a few years back if you talk to the owners usually five to ten years corporate workers and then they decided oh I'm burnt out I'm going to open up a cafe that's pretty much the story for most of the cafe owners so I thought that was really interesting I wanted to be a barista so I went to look for a cafe job luckily it's placed really close to mine a new cafe just opened up and I applied and I said that I wanted to be a barista but obviously it was one of those roles where it's a small cafe so I had to do everything but luckily the owner wanted to take coffee seriously so they contracted sensory labs and then sensory lab provide resources to teach your baristas how to make coffee and they also like taught you the basics of uh, making good coffee so yeah first cafe job it was it was a really nice place they it was like a vietnamese fusion and with like a specialty coffee yeah it was a really nice place i worked with really really good people and that was where i was able to develop a love for coffee because the barista i worked with had prior experience and he and he was also passionate about coffee. So when you have like a mentor that's really passionate about something, that rubs off onto you and he makes it a more positive experience. Yeah, so I was working at this place and the startup part-time, something like that, I think. And then eventually I did that for a few months and then I decided to leave because of reasons which which I won't go into. It was it was a good time. It was a good time. So after that, I still wanted to pursue this uh, barista cafe dream. So I found a cafe in the city. So it was my first barista spe- specific role. And again, I was really lucky to meet a mentor that was really passionate about coffee. Uh, he came from Thailand. He told me everything he knew, and he was really funny. And it was, it was really fun. I was only there for a month though. I left because of reasons as well. The place was owned by a Chinese investor, and it was managed by this dude who mismanaged the money. It was a good time. The people were fun. I met a lot of international uh, people there. The food was. Good good as well oh one thing sorry I know like my thoughts are kind of all over the place but one reason why I prefer hospitality over retail is because you get free food so most places if they're good they should be they should give you free food if not free food discounted food and what is better in life than food this uh, cafe in the city had bagels I specialized in bagels so got to try every single bagel it was it was great it was great like you just work you get free food yeah i feel like there's no other there aren't many jobs where you work and you get free food i left that place after a month and then i went to find uh, my next cafe role and it was another suburban cafe uh, it was my first full-time job because i eventually quit the startup company and then i asked to go full-time for a bit and they were like oh i'm surprised you want to go full-time i thought you wanted to do like game stuff i'm like oh yeah not really not with them anyway so i'll just go full-time to make more money (laughs) so yeah i was able to go full-time got a salary uh my my contract was i was a commie chef two days a week so i could help the chefs take a day off and then i was a barista or front of house for the rest of it so that was a really good experience that was a like i was there for a year and a half i learned a lot it was a suburban cafe so we had a lot of regulars and i built really good rapport with a lot of the customers the coffee that we used was Axel coffee and Axel coffee was is is pretty good pretty yummy but i got sick of it eventually met some really good people worked with some really good people and the food was so good cafe brunch food yeah it was a really good time it was a a really a really good time oh the reason why i was a commie chef was because i expressed interest again that i wanted to learn how to cook in the kitchen so yeah i was i, I did commie chef means like the side chef the, whereas the main chef does all the main cooking like with the with the stove but i just use the grill the toaster grill i i prep all the ingredients and i like i plate up everything yeah that was, that was, that was really fun i learned a lot about food while i was there and i'm really grateful for my, my chefs they actually got me some peri as gifts but when i quit i forgot to take it with me so my biggest regret in life is not taking those knives with me I hope they're doing well I don't know where the knives are yeah so after working at this cafe for a bit over a year Doki my partner he asked me is this all I want to do because obviously there's a ceiling in hospitality unless you want to be the owner but I don't think I was at the stage where I wanted to be an owner or I could afford to be an owner he asked me the question and then I was like you're right and then I thought about it a bit more because I think I had a goal of buying a house but i sort of like put it in the back burner because i just was focused on working at a cafe oh so one thing about working at the cafe this cafe is that there's a lot of quiet downtime so during those downtimes, my brain just kept thinking and it kept going and i just had a lot of thoughts like wow i could be doing other stuff right now i could be like learning a skill i could be watching some drama like i just could be doing so much right now and i Constantly had those thoughts, but when once it got busy, you kind of forgot about it. So yeah, I rethought my life. So game design was out because I didn't have the passion to be able to find a full-time job within the industry. So then I was like, what skills do I have? I have design skills. So then I was like, oh, maybe I should try graphic design. So I actually tried to get a graphic design job for a few months. And um, I was able to find some random freelance jobs as well. that gave me like a few hundred bucks. So that was a good experience. Yeah, so I did some freelancing. I also did some social media work for a company as well and that was my first time experiencing like retainer fees and stuff like that so it was a good experience like working for myself and setting a price and then in the meantime i was applying for graphic design jobs i did get a few interviews but i never made it to the end um i think they could tell that this wasn't really what i wanted eventually i stopped looking for graphic design job because i was like wait a minute graphic design doesn't get paid that much either and then i kept rethinking my life and i was like oh i wish i did computer science when i was in uni because at least if I did computer science, I would be able to find like a software engineering job. And like in my research, I knew that software engineers get paid pretty good. So I did do a Python course in my game design course, but I didn't do like proper computer science. And then I expressed that to Deki, and then he was like, you know, you can just self-teach yourself, right? And then I'm like, oh you're right so I started uh, learning programming on my own and I started with like the CS50 course which is like a free course from Harvard pretty good highly recommend so during the process of like looking for a graphic design job and moving on to computer science I was able to find a lot of random odd jobs so I was like a Santa photographer for one Christmas which was really fun as well and then I was a brand amb- ambassador so th- it was a brand ambassador role and I pretty much traveled around Australia teaching kids how to play this particular brand of games so that was a really good experience. I've met met a lot of good people from that who are still in my life to this day so that was really fun it kind of like reignited my desire to be in the game industry a little bit but like not that much if I was able to teach kids how to play games for the rest of my life I feel like maybe I would do it but right now as I am i don't think i would so i was working uh, those like random jobs and then eventually i was learning how to program on my own so from my own experience and from my own learning i do think that computer science or programming if it's something that you're interested in it is very possible to learn on your own and find a job within the industry so with these sorts of jobs as long as you have a portfolio or as long as you have some sort of work to show your passion and your hard work uh, and to show that you know how to program something I think it's very possible for you to find a job and I will admit that because I am female that it might be easier because within the IT industry they do want more uh, balance of genders so maybe that made it easier for me as well but I'm sure that no matter what you are If you work hard enough and you build a portfolio of stuff that you can show to your interviewer and they see the value in you, I'm sure you'll be able to find a job. So yeah, my my process was I learned how to program on my own. I was applying for jobs and then I was at PAX and then I I met uh, like a friend of a friend and then I was just talking to him about like what what I'm doing and I was like, oh, I'm trying to look for a job in computer science and he was like, oh, I currently work at this company and I'm a mobile developer and I think we might have an opening soon. Do you want me to pass your resume to a manager? Uh, so i was very lucky so i did i passed my resume to manager i got interviewed and then he said we don't have the role right now but look i can see your passion you can sign it support and then when the role opens up we'll be able to put you there so yeah i said yes uh, let's do it I, I started in it support which is very easy uh, it was internal it support so it was pretty much helping resolve issues with just the office workers so stuff like oh this program doesn't work uh, oh, please reset my password yeah, really easy job oh fun fact for the interview i wore like these nice pants but then i wore sneakers and then a few months like during the job the friend that uh, referred me was like oh he was very surprised that you wore sneakers <laughs> i don't know why i thought it would be okay to wear sneakers maybe maybe because i was influenced by steve jobs and how he wore casual outfits so i was like oh surely it people are just super casual so i'm just gonna wear whatever i want but this company in particular i think because they're very uh, old school so they were still like oh suit and tie like at least look proper and then uh, my friend said uh try to dress formally for the first two weeks so then you can like be casual later but i just i didn't have any formal clothes i I pretty much just tried to look not as slobby yeah so i was able to work as an it support for a few months and then i actually got poached by a different team the web team they had an opening and they came to me because obviously the whole office uh, knew about me and my desire to want to be a developer so he offered me the position and he was like think about it like I know you, you were promised to someone else but I think about it and then I thought about it and I was like the GM even talked to me and he was like look I will take the position yeah like you can wait for the other position but if you have a position open now like just take it and I'm glad the GM gave me pretty good advice so yeah I took that position in the web team so yeah that's how I got into the web developer space with that company I worked with really old software really really old software so I was there for three years because uh, I started that role during COVID so I I hadn't even met the team in real life yet so and the first time I saw them was like through a video course so it was a very new experience because it was obviously their first time working from home as well and they tried their best to mentor me but it was like a learning process so for the first few months it it wasn't hard it was more like I didn't really know what to do because I wasn't getting the help that I needed but eventually you know we got there I was able to make some cool features was able to learn a lot as well there was a there was a project that was proposed and then because it was a simple app that just called a lot of apis we could do whatever we want with it with it we didn't have to use our current infrastructure so i was like i can do it i can program this app in react and it was my first time touching react so kind of like under overestimated myself or more like underestimated the project because i kind of like procrastinated a lot during this like i think it was like a three month deadline for recall because of that opportunity to work on react i was able to learn react at a very fast speed build something that actually worked i'm not sure if they've released it into production yet because i sort of left before i could finish the project because like other projects uh, took priority and stuff like that eventually i thought it was hard for me to leave because i wanted to work for a company that was more modern and had better support and culture different culture so because i was able to work with react in this company which i'm very grateful for i was able to find a job as a react developer at my current company so now i have arrived to be a react developer in the web space and it's pretty cool i do really enjoy it the culture of my current company is really awesome the people i work with are really awesome and my mentors are amazing So that was my career progression. So hopefully you found that informative or if anything, entertaining. And I'm really glad I landed on a career as a software developer right now because software developing requires you to use your brain. And I think that that's what I really wanted in a job. I really wanted to use my brain to problem solve, to make things work interactively on a computer so yeah i think this job may be my calling (laughs) i guess now that i've explained my story i want to tie everything together i think something that people struggle with these days is figuring out what they want to do in life and what their motivations and goals are i personally believe that it's okay to not have goals or motivation to strive anywhere because that's something that's really difficult to figure out i think i was able to figure out just because I'm a naturally driven person I think it's okay to take your time to figure out what you want to do I think it's also okay to make mistakes the most important thing is if you do want to go somewhere in life start somewhere and then go from there but if you don't want much from life then I think it's okay to just cruise everyone has different motivations everyone has different passions and everyone finds fulfillment differently my motivation in my later adult years was actually to make money so that I could buy a house and I did achieve that I'm not, I'm not trying to like tell everyone to oh go do computer science the money is good and it's really easy and it's really fun for your brain because i know like not everyone is interested in that but i I will say don't be scared about programming because it's actually not that hard (laughs) and the memes of programmers just googling everything is actually not that far from the truth if you're struggling to figure out what you want to do in life know that it's okay and to take as much time as you need to and as long as you take little steps every now and then i'm sure you'll be able to find something that you'll enjoy eventually i think the main main goal of me talking about my career as well is i wanted to tell people that hospitality is great and i love hospitality and hospitality really really builds character you learn to deal with all sorts of people you're able to observe the highs and lows of humanity and you're able to eat good food i don't think my audience has many young people right now who might be in like the hospitality or retail industry during the studies but just in case there's one person who's still studying and and in that stage of life choose hospitality trust me (laughs) Oh, I learned some new words from listening to other people's podcasts. So all of my socials are in the show notes. As always, if you want to DM me your thoughts, opinions, please feel free to do so on any platform. And uh, I'll catch you in the next one. Aggressive waving. Bye.